1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is
2: the Rich Eisen Show. Ladies and gentlemen. The Rich Eisen Show. It's either the Jets or Michigan football for me. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Michigan football would just be so amazing. I wouldn't even Especially know now. what to do. And the Jets winning the Super Bowl, I can't even wrap my right. head around it. So I can't <laughs> it. Earlier on the
0: show, NFL Network insider Tom Pellicero. Coming up, editorial director of No Laying Up, Kevin Van Valkenburg. Actor and comedian Lil Rel and now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour
2: number two the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great first hour. We had a chat with Tom Pelissero. We got a two-for-one, getting some information on what's going on with Dalvin Cook and uh, the running back group and the National Football League and which teams are flying a little bit under the radar, according to Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofolo They were driving together. Um, fuller behind the wheel. Tom Pellicero sitting in the passenger seat. There's the photograph. There, as you can see, they're dressed to play golf. and uh, They're going to Ian Rappaport's golf course in Rye, New York. That's awesome. Yes. And, uh, the, and uh, I asked who's the fourth. Pellicero said uh, Ian doesn't have many friends. <laughs> it's just probably just the three of them. Um, so there's that. So if you're one of those foursomes on Ian's golf course and it's wet outside and you'd like to get through the – the round quickly, um, you know, just um, do yourself a favor. Be in front of them, <laughs> um, you know, and let
0: them play right yeah. into the back of you. You know what I mean? I looked up Ian's handicap. How could you I, do that? I, I didn't want You're Tom. on the gin? You're in the, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the gin. I didn't want G-H-I-N Tom. G-H-I-N yeah. for those. For,
2: explain to TJ uh, It's Jefferson. a golf
0: handicap index, a okay. number. It's a uh, you know, it's, it's way to level the playing field. If If you're better than me. Then the way to make it even is I get strokes. So you, God, have, a, God, you have a specific okay, okay. number, and
2: that's why Marshall Falk doesn't reveal right. what his number is right. because if he can try and still get strokes off of you despite him being better, <laughs> yes, he will attempt it. Uh-huh. Or being a hall of he will make sure you don't get as many strokes off of him as you're supposed to, as you're supposed to, because he is playing a little. Okie doke. <laughs> me?
0: So courses are okay. different level of... Does that make per- sense to you yeah. now? You explained
2: it perfectly. Very good.
0: <laughs> courses are different level of difficulty, so you may be a 10 at one course, but a 12 at a different course. Gotcha. Yeah. So Ian's a 12.8, so I texted Tom, look, don't let him skim on giving you extra strokes. Yes. You know, if you, don't let him sandbag you is what I, essentially what I was saying. And? No response from Tom yet.
2: Well, I, maybe he's at the course and he's put his phone away because he's trying to be a good guest. Okay. In other golf news, keep it fair. Keep it live and the PGA Tour's memorandum of understanding got uh, <laughs> got put out there, and the athletic got it. Nice. You'd think this memorand this contract, I guess that was signed by both parties. I again, this is totally I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here because it is a legal document. It is a, I imagine, binding document. And the reason why apparently it's out there is it was filed with the United States Senate, which is going to have a hearing on this matter in a couple of weeks in July. And um, so it's there in black and white. I don't know. When you hear it, six pages, it sounds a little light. Yeah. You know, don't you think? Like, you know, the Live Tour and the PGA Tour come together and you're dropping lawsuits I guess, with prejudice, which means if this is... Or is it without prejudice? I shouldn't wade in these waters without knowing completely. Without, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Meaning, if it falls apart, you can't refile your lawsuits. Right. So. I don't know. (laughs) When I first heard it, as you (laughs) know... Hold on a second. I'll I'll give what appears to... Maybe a mea culpa is in order here. I don't know, because when this first came out, I'm like, the the Live Tour is absolutely going to stay put and the saudis bought golf that's what they did when when you hear that there is a new right. financial mechanism or construct for the pga tour and what was referred to in this document as NUCO, the new company that when the lead and only exclusive investor in this organization and this lead and exclusive investor in this organization also controls who else is able to invest in the organization that sounds like ownership to me (laughs) but there's a board for this new company and there's four people on it and jay monahan's one and two other pga tour individuals are the other two and the fourth is the head of the PIF. Um, Yasser. Yasser, who... al Yes, who is the, you know, his excellency, as he's referred to, from the Saudi royal government.
0: Very powerful man.
2: But this document essentially says what the Saudis have bought for this relationship a seat at the table for the new PGA Tour construct. What they have bought is the naming rights to a couple of tournaments <laughs> and a seat at the table. Yeah, is going to be that's, on the
0: advisory board. That's a about it. That's
2: like louder milk from the program. Now there's also a communication committee that is amorphous that we don't know. That's that's the committee that's going to commu- help communicate between the live tour and the PGE tour to bring everyone together by 2024. And there's also a very amorphous and non-detailed line or two about what players who are re-applying for tour membership who lost it by going to live what they must go through, or there's
0: nothing concrete about it. There, was, there weren't many details in the, in, in the statement. Right.
2: And the live tour, whether it lives or dies, is, according to this document, in the hands of Jay Monad.
0: Who is now the CEO of the, Correct. this new company. The chairman,
2: however, is his Excellency. Yes. So. <laughs> according to this document. Yeah, it's going to be, it's wild. So, um, to me, I, I don't know, did the Saudis not buy golf, as I was saying, since they're the ones who are the lead investors, the exclusive investors, the only investors who can control who else invests, and they coughed up live to the PGA Tour and dropped their lawsuits,
0: yeah, they're going to look at the future of possibly the team element, whether that can be used in the tour, right. or whether it's still viable as live as a separate entity, which doesn't seem likely.
2: Well, I mean, it's not worth a damn. Know, that's the a, other it thing too. Is that profit? Is that mean, mean yeah. you right. Doesn't make N- any money. Neither organizations have been valued yet, which is another crucial aspect of it, because the valuation of these entities is going to eventually when you plug it in turn the crank of this (laughs) formula spit out the amount of money that the public investment fund of saudi arabia is going to invest and put up as the seed money it's expected according to the athletic article to be somewhere between two to three billion dollars which is what caused the PGA Tour saying, "Okay, so you give us two <laughs> to three billion, and we are no longer competing with you. You're not going to be a drain on our right. resources we'll for purses and, and and sponsorships yeah. and our lawsuits. And you will give us the control of Live. All you want is a seat at the table, and you name a couple of tournaments, Good. and um, those might not even yeah. be on the PGA Tour. It could be on the DP Tour, you know, where Good where deal. your name is kind okay. of like." You know, people don't bat an eyelash over in Europe if it's something Saudi that's on the on on the on the tournament name. Maybe that's what we do, and then that's it. Like really, really.
0: So many. If unknowns. that's the
2: case, if this is the case, and Kevin Van Valkenburg of No Laying Up, formerly VSPN ESPN, is about to tell us that if this is in fact the case, and this gets through. Auditors and gets through yeah, regulation and, uh, yeah, and gets yeah, through approval and gets through the United States Senate, then what a major coup this is. Yep. For golf, with the exception of, you know, sports washing. There's that aspect of it too, because also important what happens the next time something happens? geopolitically involving Saudi Arabia that runs, shall we say, counter to the interests of the United States or human rights. What happens then? So this is the way this document lays it out. I find it hard to believe, unless the Saudis did not want His Royal Highness to be in any way, shape, or form put under oath, or anybody else in the royal family under oath, and all they want to is just, we just want to sit at the table as they go for maybe purchasing other tours, other places. You're reading about the ATP and tennis potentially being next for PIF to go knock on their door.
0: Oh, and then what about the NBA, NHL, wow. NFL? It's coming. They're already everywhere. Formula One. Just Formula trying to read this
2: fine print here, because again, when I first hear. We're the only investors, we're the only people who will understand or be able to tell you who else invests. It's our money. Right. It's your tour, it's our money. Well, what eventually talks? The tour or money? Money. Because clearly, money is what brought these two parties to finally to get together. And the fact that nobody wanted apparently a lawsuit and to be deposed.
0: It just goes to show how much was unknown and unexplained when this was first announced. Which is
2: kind of crazy because this document was signed a week before the announcement. You'd think you'd be able to get a duck or two in a row. Jeez, right? <laughs> but they did such a dreadful job explaining it. And part of that yep. may be because there's really few details. Very few. As to how this does, in fact, work. And then once that finally rubber does meet the road, the Saudis are like, yeah, we don't really want to do this. Or you really need to do that. Well, we have more board seats than you. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. Well, well, there goes all our money. Yeah. Bye bye tour. And
2: then what about the players having to come back? What well, are they going to have to sit out a year? They're really going to sit out a year. You're going to sit them out a year. Give all the money back they took from the uh, Saudis originally? I don't think that's going to happen. What do you think? Somebody's going to give back 60, 70 million bucks like none of it's been spent? <laughs> well, all, of it's, all of it's just sitting around? That's a wild uh, No, no, no. <laughs> there's, no, no way, like, there's no way. There's no way. They're going to ask for every cent back, like a clawback, like why the government's going to well, seize a boat. Why wouldn't Jay Monaghan you know? do
0: that? Hey, you made us all look bad two years ago. You want back? $100 million check. <laughs> I'll stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, $100 million, that's yeah, kind of my career,
2: more no. than my career earnings. so I, I, I'm good. So Kevin, I'll, will, I'll play Kevin, will, Kevin will bring this. Well, there's <laughs> lots to talk about with him, man. Yeah. That I, I I hope I did a decent enough job explaining a six-page document that doesn't have many details, but this is the construct of it. I thought you did, Rich. Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. And I don't mean to say that to you. I, I just, I don't know. Well, I mean, it
1: sounded very...
2: <laughs> I didn't mean to... It, I, I'm not dismissing you. Well, I'm just dismissing... Like no, 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 no. I pardon. I apologize. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. I'm just dismissing the this whole storyline that a country with a gajillion dollars can create its own league, forcing another sports league in the United States to capitulate and join up. But, if the sports league does in fact still control how they run their own business and the money coming in is somebody else's money, then that is business-wise what you call a coup. Now, if you then take a look at whose money it is, then the whole thing is just filthy and it just makes you just want to vomit. <laughs> and it's so it still stinks I in it. the end. eight four four two zero four rich number to dial. Well, let's come back. Kevin Van Valkenburg will join us to try and tell us some heads or tails about this. Um, there's some Cleveland Cavaliers news
0: in the ether, Chris, on well, the eve of you know, NBA. It seems like our old buddy Wendy is doing the pointing thing again. Okay, so then we'll figure out what so. he's pointing
2: about. Um, also on uh, on this program, Lila Rel Howry will join us in studio in hour number three. There's a quote ascribed to Josh Allen that is making the rounds here on a, I guess nothing else to talk about Tuesday. Um, that uh, got an eyebrow raised or two, so we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we have a new host of Wheel of Fortune. I know that. Oh, it's really? Ryan, it's Ryan Seacrest.
0: Yeah. What? Yep. Can he leave some jobs for the rest of us? You didn't know it was Ryan Seacrest I coming? Had no, uh, no, I had no, I have told
2: you that about two weeks ago.
0: Whoa, really? Yeah.
2: I, I thought it was out there. I is thought it was not. No, I mean, it's out there as okay. of 20 minutes ago. Is yeah. he
0: the only one available to host anything?
2: Well, according to wow. Sony, uh, who's in charge, he is.
0: We had a guy sitting here who Dude, would, I would love to host I, a game. I'd have,
2: I'd have bought a Valor, too. Oh, I thought you
0: meant don't. No, 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 no. Oh.
2: Screw him. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. When it comes to game show hosting, though, you know. I've got to, I'll, I'll have yeah, got shiv yeah, anybody.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, all right. We'll take a <laughs> Shivroy. Roy. Uh, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Kevin Van Valkenberg, No laying up. Editorial director telling us what in this world is this document between Liv and PGA Tour all about. on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we're back here on our show. Kevin Van Valkenburg will be joining us in, uh, in a couple of minutes before when our radio audience returns. So.
0: So you knew the Seacrest thing two weeks ago? Yeah.
2: This was, wow. I, I, I honestly, we were, I, we were friends. I
0: heard it from so many people
2: here in this town because my ears to the ground <laughs> so um, was, um, that, no. that I thought it was already common knowledge. I was surprised to hear that it was announced.
0: Yeah, he he tweeted something about a half yeah. hour ago. There you go. Wow.
2: Seacrest in. <sighs> what? What do you got a problem with him? Uh. You already Seacrest
0: out? Well, you Seacrested out. This guy's been in our life for a very long time. I know. Haven't we had enough? Can, I'm we just, Crest? can we get somebody else in there? Okay. Someone new? Who would you want? Some
1: f- Fresh. Yeah, somebody new. It's actually somebody the easiest fresh. hosting job out of all the big hosting jobs, if you think about it. It might like. be the I easiest mean, gig in the world. Well, yeah. you, you stand there they spin a wheel. You just, read work.
2: Work. you just read what the wheel is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like
1: to
0: buy one. And, and they made Vanna's job easier. She, she doesn't have to turn it. Yeah. She just touches
2: it. Yeah. So is Vanna staying It's better or? on her. It's probably, I mean, It's better on the wrist. Yeah, that's true. Right? Is Vanna staying? Is it going to be Yes, any she Vanna? is. She okay. is. Staying. She's staying. She's okay. Yep. The letter turner stays like before. Yeah, the letter turner stays like before, but Pat's out. Pat's out. <laughs> By the way. Seacrass 48. Is, is Pat, I mean, who, who's gone on? Who? I mean, Pat used to be the weather guy here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, you know, let's just see. Let's give him a shot. Wheel of Fortune, 50 million a private gig. jet air a, air hours later. What a gig. <laughs> yeah, he's handing off the reins to Ryan Seacrest.
0: Yep. Big hockey fan, Pat Sajak. Is that right? Yep.
2: Rich, I'd have liked seeing you get that job. I dude. appreciate that, TJ. 76. I'd have loved to have done it. I want to give away a cash and a prize in the worst way. I know, you know, man. I'm surprised oh, it hasn't happened yet. Oh.
1: Just don't have TJ on the show.
2: <laughs> Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger's the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. When I saw the uh, PIF PGA Tour document on uh, the uh, the athletic site last night, I just immediately started looking for explainers and I found one because I follow Kevin van Valkenberg on Twitter, uh, from no laying up Kevin van Valkenberg back here on the rich Eisen show. How are you, Kevin?
3: Rich? I'm good. I, uh, I hope I can offer some clarity about this stuff, but if you want to talk wheel of fortune too, I'm up for that.
2: Well, I, <laughs> I well, there is a, a vowel in PIF, you know, so that that, that vowel <laughs> appears to be buying, not being a uh, uh, bought. Um, so, what what did this document tell you that you didn't already know, Kevin?
3: Well, I think it confirmed a lot of what we had sort of heard, but it still kind of helps to see it in the, the language uh, of sort of legality. That, um, you know, when you sort of share reporting about this stuff and that the agreement basically is that the PG tour will still retain a voting interest in this stuff. Some people are just not going to believe you because they're like, oh, the money controls everything. Of course, the the Saudis run professional golf. Now, I I think that's not specifically the case. Like, we can certainly talk about the nuances of uh, some of those things. But, you know, what this agreement sort of spelled out is that, you know, kind of what we had sort of understood going forward is that the giant evaluation of, you know, what... Uh, the Live Golf is going to contribute to is this new company that's being formed that PGA Tour is going to be part of will then allow the PIF to sort of buy into an investment in that. So let's say that it's worth $10 billion. The PIF wants to buy $2 billion into that, that that will be their sort of um, you know investment going forward in it. And I think just all of that was kind of, it was nice to see the actual language of it. Um, I know that the this sort of agreement was kind of floating around a bunch of places, ended up getting, uh, you know, pieces of it, whether it's The Athletic or The New York Times or us. But I, I hope that, like, we kind of try to look at it like, all right, what's the best way to explain this to our audience? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was kind of our approach, because it, it just as a big, like a big legal document dump. It's not going to do a lot of good because most people are just going to hit you with the, you know, I'm sorry that happened or, you know grateful they
2: did was just kind of too long to read think so well no and and I, I read the document and um, and then I said I said I need an explainer went to you you gave it to me and that's one of the reasons why I immediately direct messaged you on Twitter saying can you come and explain it to my my audience certainly because I first blush when I heard about this arrangement when it was broken by CNBC it did sound to me and felt like to me the Saudis bought golf since they are the sole exclusive investor and have every uh, right to decide who else gets to invest what does it matter about the board seats is my two cents so how does that sit with you when you hear that
3: Kevin? I think what's the sort of nuanced thing is that that they're not necessarily the sole investor who can sort of deny any other investment what they have is the right to sort of be a co-investor with anyone who kind of comes to the BJ Tour or the PJ Tour sort of goes and says hey we want to By the LPGA Tour, PIF, you have the right to sort of be a co-investor. And if you want to pass on that, you're more than welcome to. But um, almost certainly, the PIF is going to say, like, yes, we would love to invest a billion dollars in that. And so we're going to be partners in that going forward. So it's not like the PIF can say, like, no, 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 we don't think that you should be able to invest in this thing. Uh, We're going to block that. That's not how it's going to work. And I think that the way that kind of what I would explain to people is, like, the Saudis are investors in a lot of things in American businesses, whether it's you know Uber or Disney or Nintendo or FedEx or whatever, you know, worldwide businesses. And they're not like suddenly in control of Disney or they're not control of FedEx or control of Uber. They're investors because they want to sort of make money. They want to have influence and have a seat on the board and sort of help determine the direction of the or help influence the direction of the company. And mostly, I think, help bring further investment into Saudi Arabia for various projects that they are hoping to as part you know use as part of their vision 2030 uh, proposal which is to slowly kind of make the kingdom of Saudi Arabia evolve away from being solely dependent on oil as a revenue source.
2: Who are the other two board members um, on the new co the, the so the the governing body? Who who mm-hmm. who who are these gentlemen? that are on, the, yeah. on this board that you can explain the politics, of so here? There'll
3: be four total board members, and I think that the board will grow eventually. I think it's one of the details we don't know is eventually there'll be players on the board. But the initial sort of structured thing that's laid out, uh, Jay Monahan is, as most people know, is the commissioner of the PGA Tour. But these two other uh, gentlemen who kind of negotiated this deal, Jimmy Dunn uh, and Ed Hurley, are two of the both the sort of biggest mergers and acquisition finance people uh, in the United States. They're... Both members of Augusta National, Jimmy Dunn is the president of Seminole Golf Club, which is sort of one of the premier golf clubs in Florida. They're kind of these big movers and shakers in the world of finance and also golf. Uh, Jimmy Dunn, as you some of the audience may remember, his uh, firm was in the Twin Towers when, the, when 9-11 happened uh, and basically lost like, you know, some of his, all of his co workers, he was out um, trying to qualify for the, the mid am that day. And so he happened to not be in the office. And so his kind of story has kind of been connected to nine eleven for a long time because his mentor his best friend died in the Twin Towers. Um, Ed Hurley, he's just one of the sort of, you know, uh, he's the chairman of like essentially the most profitable law firm in the entire uh, world, really, in, in New York. And so these are guys who, kind of work out these kind of mergers and acquisitions uh, all the time as part of their work. And so they happen to sort of be, you know, policy advisors on the PJ tour. Uh, I think you could sort of say that, you know, they've been there for you know, roughly six months or so and a little longer, like a year. And I think that essentially what happened was that they just were sort of tasked either by Jay Monaghan or by, you know, some people kind of think like, that uh, since they're both members of uh, Augusta, that maybe Augusta was like, hey, man, can you get us out of this lawsuit? (laughs) Who knows if that's true or not? But that to sort of settle a deal like this to kind of make this legal dispute between PIF, uh, between Liv and the PGA Tour kind of go away, and they were the ones who kind of negotiated this and then brought Jay to the table uh, to sort of help finalize it once they got close.
2: And so, thus, Jay trusts them. um, And so, this is... Why, when we hear from Jimmy Dunn, like, hey, the Saudis didn't buy golf. And as a matter of fact, if anybody gives me hardcore proof that, you know, the Saudis had anything to do with 9-11, I'll fight them myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, does that mean that these two gents, along with Jay Monaghan, are in fact proof that the PGA Tour does in fact maintain control of its own destiny and its own business because they have three of the four board seats and it doesn't matter that uh, His Excellency has the fourth from Saudi Arabia. Is that what you're saying? I
3: I think that that is the, the most likely reading of the situation. Now, like, anybody who's watched Succession can sort of tell you that, like, board seats over time can sort of, you know, change hands, can become sort of malleable in terms of, you know, things being offered to various people and you know if you studied like what happened with uber like some of that sort of happened as well um you know its original founder kind of got moved aside when he wasn't uh, necessarily on board with what the board wanted but i think that for ed and jimmy's case their reputation within the world of golf is pretty important to them you don't get to be a member at augusta or at Seminole or various other places without having sort of a important kind of, I think, reputation within the world of golf. And I think the last thing that they would want was to be seen as sort of you sold out this American institution. You know, uh, I don't even know, you know, there, there's been no discussion about like what their, their firms are even benefiting from this anyway. And I think it's almost likely that they're sort of doing this work kind of, you know, pro bono just for the sort of good of golf. And so I think like, I I think it's very unlikely, uh, certainly in the near future that they've kind of given, you know, a, I honestly don't think, and this is a little bit of conjecture on my part, that that's really ultimately like the Saudi's goal. Like they just want to be involved in investment the same way that they're sort of involved in the Premier League or involved in, you know, F1 or involved in various other sporting entities around the world. They're not looking to sort of dominate and sort of have control. They just kind of want to be partners because they see it as, not only a good investment financially, but as an investment sort of in their future of the country.
2: Well, it's difficult for for me uh, to grasp that, to be honest with you, Kevin Van Valkenburgh, the uh, um, editorial director of No Laying Up right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Um, it's difficult for me to, to wrap my arms around that, and I think I'm speaking for a lot of golf fans and sports fans, especially since it, it did it appear the Live Tour was created with exactly that in mind. You know, mm-hmm. to to go and compete and dominate and beat the PGA Tour. I mean, they 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 conducted themselves in a what's the word for it? Would it be proper to say rapacious manner? You know, to yep. go after Tiger. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jack. I mean, like they went after everybody in in the most damaging way for the PGA Tour. So now yeah. now we're just now now we're all buddies because they got the seat at the table and and part of the seat at the table does appear in this document, Kevin, is that the Live Tour, whether it lives or dies, is now in the hands of of Ed Hurley, Jimmy Dunn, and, and Jay Monahan? Really? Like that really just happened?
3: Well, I think what you have to kind of understand is that the Saudis initially came to the PGA Tour like two years ago mm-hmm. and sort of said, you know, we would love to have a meeting with you because we have like $2 billion that we'd love to invest. And the PGA Tour sort of rests wouldn't even take the meeting that they were basically like no we don't want any part of this like we don't want to have foreign investment uh and i think that they was sort of a naive reading of this i mean hindsight's pretty easy like i doubt that you know even people like me would have been like yeah that's a great idea in the initiative because this was like right after the Khashoggi stuff uh when they sort of did this mm-hmm. but that's always kind of been their ultimate goal was to just be a part of it now when the PJ tour basically shut them out. I think that, and they hired Greg Norman to sort of be the front facing person of this. I think it was like kind of all, all in on like, all right, what can we do to, you know, basically like call them out and say, we're, we're, we're in this for real. We're going to throw a ton of money at this. Um, you know, I don't know how much of <laughs> kind of, this is like them ultimately trying to save some face. I mean, they live as much as they've sort of pumped money into it and stuff has not been any kind of financial success. You know, it's they can't get sponsorships. They've talked about, you know, selling these uh, franchises, teams. You know, no one's stepping up to sort of pay the kind of amount of money that they want. They're barely, you know, on television at all. You know, they're being preempted in tons of different markets. Uh, they're not able to sort of – they haven't been able to sign any kind of big names this last year. So, on some level, you could sort of look at it like, all right, they tried and they sort of reached a point of like – almost success but ultimately like didn't work out and so i think in order to sort of save a little bit of faith and also for all of the lawsuit stuff to go away once they kind of lost the lawsuit in sort of the ninth circuit court that said that yasrael mayan the chairman of the PIF, would have to be deposed i think that was a big red flag for them and they're like all right how do we get out of this because that is not something that we've ever had to sort of face in all of our other investments in american companies you know, they they do not want to reveal a lot of stuff that they would have to sort of reveal if they sat for a deposition, and I think that was kind of a way to be like, all right, you know, we we maybe got out of our skis a little bit here, and how do we make this kind of uh, you know a win for both parties and making it go away?
2: Editorial director, no laying up, Kevin Van Valkenburg here on the Rich Eisen show. So um, let's talk about next steps uh, and what this document might reveal. Uh, is is lived- Dead? I mean, as a doorknob or what?
3: Yeah, I think you know you can never sort of say completely like, yeah, of course it's gone, of course it's done. I mean, my instinct would be that it is unlikely that Live will continue beyond 2023. It's right. certainly beyond 2024. Uh, who knows, kind of exactly how attached to the future of Live Yasser El-Ramayan is. I think what the document says is that there's going to be, you know, a, a, an analysis, a data-based analysis about the future of LIV going forward. Now, anybody who's sort of followed this stuff is kind of understands that LIV isn't making any money. In fact, they've lost massive amounts of money. And so, in the language of saying, we'll make a good-faith assessment on the benefits of team golf in general. I think that some kind of team golf thing will survive. Mm-hmm. And so whether, you know, it sort of morphs into something else where – you know, Dustin Johnson still gets a team or Brooks Kepka still gets a team and then eventually, like, Tiger Woods has a team and Roy McIlroy has a team. I could see that sort of being part of it going forward. I do not think that Liv, as it's currently structured, will exist at all sort of competing against the P.J. Tour. It's just silly to think that, like, the P.J. Tour and Jay Monaghan or whomever ended up in that chair, if Jay isn't coming back from this health scare that he's had, would want the PG Tour to compete against itself for audience, for purses, for, you know, sponsors or anything like that. So I'd say most likely not, but you know, there's other people out there who believe for sure that Yasser Al Roman is so invested in this uh in, in this entity moving forward that, you know, maybe he could Sort of say, look, we'll we'll throw another two billion dollars into this if we this you know is kept around.
2: Well, and I'd imagine um, for those live tour players that do have Yasser's phone number, a few texts have gone in and say, hey, uh, what's the plan on getting us back our tour card here? Because I'm mm-hmm. looking at this document and I don't see too much in there that lays out exactly how that's gonna happen. And that is a huge aspect of this in order for everybody to get back together and play golf in the same uh, organization. Kevin, what do you got for me on that one?
3: Yeah. So what we do know is that Liv can't recruit any more players, basically, through the end of 22. So if you're were, if you, if you one of these people who follows this stuff on Twitter and you still see rumors about, like, John Rahm might go to Liv or Patrick Cantlin might go to Liv, That's not going to happen until at least until the end of 23. Mm -hmm. I think that it is very murky about how those players will be able to sort of apply for reinstatement and who will sort of make up the committee that decides uh, what they sort of have to do to come back. Is it that they have to go start on the Corn Ferry Tour, that they've lost their status? Is it that they're not eligible for? equity that might be divided up uh, amongst the players in this new sort of, you know, investment, you know, this new business, new co what they're calling right now. I don't think it's likely that they're, they can actually find players. I think that that's, that was sort of something thrown around a while, like, Oh, you might have to pay back some of your stuff. I, I doubt that's going to be happening. I think that it's more likely that it just won't be you know, eligible for certain bonuses. And I think that what's probably almost a certainty is that not all players who left for live will be treated equally. I think if I were Phil Mickelson and I wanted to play on the PGA Tour, which I don't know that he does anymore, I would be kind of nervous about that ever happening. Because if you're one of the players who filed a lawsuit against the you know PGA Tour and the members, and they had to hire lawyers and sort of you know had do their own depositions and and be dragged into sort of you know this stuff, I think they're going to be pretty bitter about someone who left, got a bunch of money, and basically like has been calling out the sort of people over and over again and kind of antagonizing everyone. If I were Ian Poulter or Lee Westwood, I would, might say like, yeah, you know what? I don't know that I'm ever going to get to play PG tour golf again, but if you're Brooks Koepko or Dustin Johnson or Cam Smith or somebody who's kind of gone about their business and hasn't tried to pick fights and hasn't sort of joined the lawsuit, I think eventually you will see them back. And, and Hmm. what that kind of path is, I don't know, but I think that, you know, the most of the players probably want them back for the sort of betterment of the whole product.
2: And then, of course, the whole idea whether this deal gets to, you know, a shot to go through or stays intact. Um, Big date coming up on July 11th, the U.S. Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, Richard Mm -hmm. Blumenthal of Connecticut and ranking member Ron Johnson of Wisconsin has invited Jay Monahan, Yasser al-Rumayan, and Greg Norman to appear in front of that committee. Uh, I imagine His Excellency has no intention of appearing uh, in front of the United States Senate. Uh, what about everything else here? How, how does this document stand up? Or, unless I shouldn't put words in, uh, in Yasser's uh, mouth here or, or his hand uh, raised. Uh, I'm just yeah. wondering, what, what do you got for me there
3: on that? I think it, that's the biggest unknown of all is like what... Um, the sort of, you know, congressional oversight and the Justice Department oversight will kind of feel about this agreement. There's a lot of people that feel like initially and, and certainly based on, you know, Jay Monahan said something afterwards of like it was a chance for us to take a competitor off the board, that there's no way that would pass regulatory muster, that these two, you know, entities that were previously you know, a fighting in court uh, over the idea of whether they're a monopoly that them joining forces would certainly make them a monopoly. And there's obviously like a lot of tension around the politics of it. You know, the PGA Tour were the people who brought the 9-11 families into the sort of discussion and, and kind of used them as an emotional, you know, sort of prop to, to hope to rally their players and their support uh, against, you know, live. And now, you know, that's upset a lot of people in Congress who really don't care about the golf future of it. They want to sort of make it clear that they're the sort of ultimate kind of deciders in all this. And so I, you're right. I don't, I don't suspect that Yasser El-Ramayan would sit and answer questions in front of Congress and whether that further enrages uh, people who are sort of going to have to kind of approve this stuff was kind of fascinating to see it play out. I think that the, the document here that we sort of saw is purposely vague uh, in those for those reasons, because they don't have a lot of the details. You know, even like today, the players are seeing some of the details for the first time. Uh, so it's kind of fascinating to think that, like, some of the stuff the players didn't even know while well, the media was still getting a look at it. And they're ultimately the ones who have to vote to kind of help it move forward with the policy board. So. All of that is like, you know, the the Rumsfeld thing of like known unknown. Yeah. Like, that's definitely a known unknown going forward is how ultimately, you know, hard Congress is going to sort of push this investigative stuff because ultimately, like the United States wants to play nice with the Saudis. So there's a reason that like Tony Blinken was just in Riyadh, the secretary of state. And so they're not, you know, there's going to be pressure from the administration, from other members of Congress who are pushing back on this stuff to not. You know sort of block this deal because ultimately our country is still you know beholden to oil in a lot of ways
2: Yeah, I mean the ultimate most important piece of information is not known right now Which is the valuation of the PGA tour and the live tour that spits out a number that the Saudis are going to put on the table like that we don't even know that number We're assuming it starts with a two it might be starting with a three and billions and and then just you know w- th- there's a couple of names that are left blank right for a crucial committee that's being formed to to have both the live and pga tour interface right am i not yeah. mistaken as well no,
3: you're correct and also l- let's not like i mentioned this before but like we don't even know if jay monahan is actually going to be around to be the commissioner <laughs> of this whole thing or the ceo i guess you know that right you know we know that yasser is going to be the chairman but you know he's also the chairman of newcastle united uh he's the chairman you know he's basically runs aramco which is the state-run oil company he's involved in a lot of things and so you actually it's not like yasser can step in and say like all right well i'll I'll run the day-to-day operations of Nuco. like that's not going to happen he's too many other sort of things going on here so if if Jay's not able to sort of continue going forward or if the players are in too much of an uproar and they don't want him, you know, who's going to step in and take that position? I doubt it's going to be like Jimmy Dunn or Ed Hurley. So they're going to have to find someone likely from outside the organization to do it. And what does that mean going forward? Like, is, you know, that person going to sort of evaluate things the same way that Jay might, It's, it's all going to play out, I think over the next six months or a year, like we're just sort of in the beginning of this much less. And if the, Let's say the agreement falls apart. Like, what does that mean? You know, in terms of like, they, they, this agreement says they can't sue each other mm-hmm. over again, that the, the lawsuits are done. But, you know, if six months from now the Saudis are like, all right, well, that didn't work out and we're glad that we're not being sued anymore, but we're still going to go and try to sign John Rom, like that will sort of upend things again.
2: Wow. All right. Last one for you, Kevin. I know we've spoken a while, but conversations like this and subject matters that are difficult to understand, I'm mandated to say, did, did I ask everything? Is there something I didn't ask that I should that I should know,
3: Kevin? Uh, I think you pretty much nailed it. I mean, one thing that was sort of in the document that we were a little bit surprised by is that the, this agreement that they signed was essentially a week before they went on CNBC <laughs> and right. talked about it. And so not well, companies. and not well. They didn't
2: talk about it well no. at all. Like, they didn't have a duck in a row, man. It was yeah. crazy. so
3: they had a week to get their stuff straight, and they couldn't do it, which I don't think speaks you know, particularly <laughs> well to the kind of the rollout and the messaging of this stuff. And they, I think they've been surprised by some of the anger. I know they've wow. been surprised by some of the anger that uh, the players are facing. And so, you know, the messaging is a pretty important part of a merger, and especially when you have a policy board that has to vote to approve this kind of stuff, and you know, you have Rory McIlroy, who's been sort of like your biggest, you know, weapon in this for the PGA Tour. Said he feels like a sacrificial lamb, and he sort of was blindsided by the whole thing. It, there's a lot that's still kind of uh, complicated going forward.
2: Kevin, thanks for the time. Great explainer on uh, on your site. No, no laying up, and then of course uh, for for the time here. Um, yeah. Look for more of my calls. Thanks again, sir. Great stuff. Time, Thank you. It's yep. Kevin Van Valkenburg. Everyone, check out No Laying Up. Lots to digest. Let's take a break. We're back with more right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Eric Braden here on the Rich Eisen Show We have printed out a three of the great uh, sports rants of all time And we would love for you to do your best Victor Newman okay? uh, The, Let's the do...
1: first one is Herm
2: Edwards Yes, Herm Edwards The first one up Herm Edwards on October 30th, 2002 After a week 8 loss to the Cleveland Browns Ooh. Here is play to win the game As told by Victor Newman
1: This is great about sports this is what's the greatest thing about sports, is you play to win. Hello? You play to win the damn game, right? You don't play just to play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win.
2: And October 16th, 2006, after the Cardinals blew a 20-point lead against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, man. Dennis Green, they are who we thought they oh. were, as portrayed by Victor Newman.
1: Bears are who we thought they were, you know? That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the damn hook. Very good. Very well done. All right, last one for you. I can feel it. (laughs) I can feel it.
2: I'm glad that we got it growing because here's the last one. I can feel it. Oh. On May 7th, 2002, the famed practice press conference of one Allen Iverson, as recounted by the man who plays Victor Newman, Eric Braden.
1: I mean, listen, man. You're talking about practice, okay? Not a game. Not a game. Not a game, all right? You're talking about practice. I mean, how silly is that? I know it's important. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I honestly do. But you're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. You're talking about practice, man.
2: (laughs) Even today, it still deserves a round of applause. (laughs) Back here on The Rich Eisen Show. All right, Chris, you're the golf nut here in the house. What do you got?
0: What do you make of that? I think there's still so much that's unknown. I think the one thing we do know is that live is most likely over. How in the world does it survive?
2: If you're the PGA Tour yeah. and they took they I mean, first of all, first things first. I hope Jay Monahan is okay. Yes. My goodness 100%. gracious. And and if there's a health scare that is not something that is if part of this health scare can be diagnosed to so stress. Stress of all Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. We don't know what it is and I hope yeah. he is okay. But um, how in the world do they not exact their revenge? How do they not basically say, lives out? You got yep. a seat at the table, but lives out. We are the ones who are yep. now uh, in control of the board seats and see you later. And by the way, anybody that sued us, yeah, you, you you might have to add another half a year onto whatever suspension you serve to get yeah, back and,
0: and a fine. I know Kevin mentioned, you know, maybe not being eligible for certain uh, right. financial rewards at the end of the right. season. That's probably out for all of those guys in a weird way. I kind of feel bad for Greg Norman. Oh,
2: <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: Just in a, just kind of in yeah, a I weird know. way, like told five minutes before the announcement uh, that this was taking place, okay. and now sympathy he for he, Greg Norman. He, he thinks he's building up something just to be kicked to the curb and kind of used as a Saudi pawn to get into the golf world.
2: I got it. I I, guess, I, I, I in, see what in, you say. Go, weird, go, Google way. Google Greg Norman's yacht.
0: Yes, I understand all of that. Okay, and the clothing and the wine. I I, I, yeah. I get it. He'll be all right. Um, well, it's it's mm-hmm. just kind of. Interesting to see what the future of golf is going to look like, kind of beyond this year.
2: Well, certainly, if this thing falls apart,
0: right? Then what? Then what happens? Then Wiv is still around, dude. If right?
2: if the U.S. Senate says we want to see Jay Monahan, he's like, I'm not well, and they're like, okay. And they want to see Yasser, he's like, and they want to no see problem. Greg Norman, and and ones like you know I'm uh, you know I'm a am a Saudi national, and the other ones like, I'm an Aussie. You know, I appreciate the subpoena. Yeah. But no. But no. You know, and how do you think the U.S. Senate is going to take that information? But let's not, that's a cart before yeah, the just, horse just that's just happening on through.
0: July 11th. I think the idea of bringing some sort of team element, whether that's it's fun. specialized they'll, they'll, tournaments, I think that could be really fun. During
2: the NFL season. Yeah. During like the throes of the NFL season, right. November, December.
0: Well, next year we are going to have the, the Monday night kind of Tiger Rory kind of like video game stadium yeah, the, the that,
2: Red Sox owners were like that, uh, got They're coming. part of that. Yeah, that's coming. You won't boycott that just because that's money that could go towards a well, starting pitcher. It
0: just further proves my point that they don't care about the team; <laughs> they care about other things. Fine, <laughs> but you know, to take the live kind of team element and put that into a separate sort of thing, that could be that could be kind of fun and interesting. But um, you know, I just want. As a golf fan, I want to see the best players yes. playing in the best tournaments against each other. But all four, more, more than not,
2: and four days of eighteen holes. Each? I want four days like of eighteen holes. That's what you holes. want. That's what I want. No, over and over and over again. You're I not want, one of those types that well, just and like
0: over, not over and over, but like in the big events. I want majors and I want, you know, maybe not this elevated schedule that they tried this year. While it was ambitious, I, their head was in kind of in the right place. Just kind of less of those. Maybe ten tournaments a year with the biggest, biggest names head-to-head head over four days as a golf fan that's what i want because we're going to get true d- deserving champions i
2: don't think this thing's gonna hot take i don't think this thing's gonna, gonna pass. pass yeah This um, two I, I, certainly in this document if you're sitting there you know, in the really, u.s well, Senate, if you're if like so yeah, how 100%. much is the evaluation how much and who's this what's this board what is what is going to be your plan to let uh live tour players back on the tour you know there will be some senators up there like are going to cape for Phil or something like that. You know what yeah, I mean? That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. There's going to yeah. be a lot of questions that I don't think are going to get answered with a hand in the air, and a lot of U.S. senators might be like, "Get out of here."
0: Yeah, if we're roll come rever- back, come back another time. Yeah, roll reversing here, Rich. That's not an overreaction. That it's not going to pass.
2: 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on The Rich Eisen Show. And we'll take your calls at the top of the next hour before Lil Rel Howery joins us here on The Rich Eisen Show. He is here in studio talking about the same film that Adam Devine talked about last Friday, The Outlaws, coming to Netflix in a couple of Fridays on July 7th. By the way, Netflix, seen right here on Roku. Same thing with Formula E Racing next year. With... The Rich Eisen Show car being driven by somebody not named Mike Del Tufo. I've already been told you're out.
0: <laughs> Mike, that's from above. Although uh, I got to tell you, this above. guy, this guy is one that's of the best up.
2: rides to the airport I've ever had. Yeah,
0: exactly, but Mike, that's, that's 15 miles an hour to the airport. Five yeah. stars. Five I can stars. Can do that traffic. Five, five stars. Do <laughs> five stars.
2: I give him five stars. By the way. Your driver didn't See, talk too much for you. The thing is,
0: you need somebody who's in the far <laughs> left lane, and their exits in an eighth of a mile, and you got to cross five lanes of traffic. I'm your guy.
2: But have you ever driven an electric car? Ah, uh, he's out.
0: What's the difference? Oh, oh no, 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 no! Regenerative braking?
2: Yeah. Which I imagine it's not in any of these Formula E cars.
0: (laughs) Can you
2: imagine all of a sudden the car just stops right in the middle of a turn? And you're like, well, I took my foot off the gas. (laughs) Regenerative braking. (laughs) I think I'd need to learn a little bit more about Formula E. Yeah. We can take class.
0: (laughs) We need to get out to the track.
2: Yes. They just had a race up in Portland.
0: That's what I'm saying. R.E.S. Day.
2: Dude, 11 races coming to the Roku channel next year. That's going to be awesome. One of them's got to be here, right?
0: Got to go, Fontana. Wait, can we get a second screen viewing of us calling the race? Maybe. Yeah. Not everything's open. You everything's I mean? on the table. That's What I'm saying. Eyes in. Can, uh, I, can I be the Grand Marshal? Yeah, I'm, sure. Can I wave formula the flag? Import? Absolutely. Yes. Mike, Mike, you can drive the pace car. <clears throat> but
2: I'll del- do that. By I'll the way, it. I'll do the pace car. No, no question about it, though. If you, it. if you just look at the archives. Chris Brockman and I both took a ride with Mario Andretti oh, yes. in he Long Beach, California. Which one looked like he was wedding himself and which one did not? Both of you. No. Well, that guy. I mean I his yes. eyes were wide, like, yeah. oh my God. Because I, I
0: wasn't the one driving. I know that.
2: So
1: neither was I. It was Mario saying, Andretti. Like,
0: Pass- I'm a bad passenger. Great driver. I
1: could okay. do hundred miles an hour with the police car, going to call. What? And then you got fired <laughs> I did. for being Fire. drunk. Jeez. <laughs> I did. I did.